Hello, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of The Holy Spirit Says, and today we're looking at I Am Longing. Okay, so let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for today. I thank you, God, for the great weeks and days that we have had. Thank you for bringing us into the new month of May. Thank you for bringing us into newness by your mercy. I give you all the glory and all adoration. Commit this time into your hands, O oh God. Holy Spirit, speak through me, to me, and to us all. In the power of Christ, our work in us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so, I am longing. We're going to be looking at Psalms chapter 63. Psalm chapter 63. I'm reading in the New Living Translations. Please follow along with me. Okay, so, Psalm of David regarding the time when David was in the wilderness of Judah. Verse 1. O oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live. Lift up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night, because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. But those plotting to destroy me will come to ruin. They will go down into the depths of the earth. They will die by the sword and become the food of jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear to tell the truth will praise him, while liars will be silenced. So that was the whole of chapter 63 of the book of Psalms. <clears throat> so in the midst of hunger or dryness, what is your taste like? What are you searching for in your wilderness? I feel like our wilderness could be many places. It doesn't particularly have to be like a dry land. It could also represent unfruitfulness. When it feels like there are no resources available around you. Sometimes schools can feel like a wilderness. Like there's no source of life there. So I could be like this person who really loves this specific food. And so most times when I'm hungry or when it seems like there's not enough food in the fridge or where I am, I think of that food. Not once have I stopped to think on whether my soul is hungry, or even more, if it's parched. So what is a soul? Because I was reading this, I, I just wanted to know what a soul was. So soul is the inner life of a human being. It is the seat of emotions and the center of human personality. So where your emotions sit, where they are gathered, and where they are comfortable. 
the center of human personality. Underline the word person in there. That represents individual. The center of your individuality. It's an individual thing. And it's all about your emotions. Your play. I know we say, don't listen to your feelings. Choose faith. Well, that's because our emotions haven't been satisfied. So who satisfies your emotions? That that uproar of anger or the outburst of tears? Only God. King David was literally in an actual wilderness. And in that wilderness, it says in verse 1, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. He's searching for what he calls his. He says, my God, I earnestly search for you. Some things you just feel like, oh, you're mine. They should come to me naturally. Sometimes we have to search. And of all the places to search for God, it's in a wilderness. It says, my soul thirsts for you. Well, you're meant to be thirsting for water. I meant to be thirsting for maybe a drink or something. He says, my whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I feel like parched just means like lacking water. It's like dehydrated. And when you're dehydrated, there is no energy. There is no life. There is no vitality. And so David was in a place in a land that was lifeless and weary simply means tired and that place he couldn't take it anymore there was no water and still what he was searching for was God his soul was thirsty for that so what are you thirsty for? What do, you, what do you feel like should satisfy you on those days when you feel like you just can't take any more of it? Are you looking for water? A world kind of source of life? Or are you looking for the God who is life? You will never believe that until your whole body longs for God. In that drained and tired or weak place they call earth. So I mean in this drained and tired or weak place they call earth. Where there is no satisfaction. And there is no life. The only way you'll be able to believe that God is the only one who can satisfy you. Is when your whole body longs for him. Like in verse 1. David said my whole body longs for you not some parts of me not somewhere deep down inside of me but his whole body what does your whole body look like what does it long for what does it need 
you will never believe God is enough for you in this world where it seems like nothing's ever enough until your whole body belongs for him. And so even when you think that you are whole, even when you feel like you're doing enough, even when it feels like time is running out or there's not enough space, let's your whole body long for him longs what is that word longs when it says my whole body longs for you what does the earth feel like to you Does it feel dry? Does it feel tired? Does it feel weak? Because when you're weary, you are weak. You can't do the things that you normally want to do. And so longing is a strong feeling of need or desire for someone or something. What do your desires look like? What does it look like? Your body has to be brought under the desires of your heart that God has planted in you for you to know him. Your body has to be brought under, under submission. Under submission. You shouldn't let the desires of the world shape your desires. Because God has planted a desire for you to know him inside of you. I think it says that in the book of Isaiah when it talks about the redemption of Jerusalem. Because when you see God in his sanctuary, don't just end there. In verse 2 it says, I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Just because you've had that, that beautiful encounter, that wonderful feeling in the presence of God, don't just end there. You haven't seen it all. Just because your eyes have seen only a hint of his power and glory doesn't mean you should stop pursuing it. Don't quit. And God will show you the reward of his salvation. Oh no. Don't quit. And God will show you, he will show you the reward of his salvation. He doesn't just and because of a feeling of his presence because there's so much more you can be so much more okay child for it does have a reward it does have a reward god is a reward of those who diligently seek him diligently because king david gazed upon his power and his glory so much more did David do for God. For your decisions should be individually respected and passed. Others shouldn't make the decisions for you. So, like I heard from um, a sermon by Pastor Jerry Eze, your soul is also on your decision-making engine. He called it a decision-making engine. 
And so others shouldn't make the decisions for you because they didn't give you that soul. They shouldn't have any control over that soul. God help us. Help. And now your engine won't work unless it has fuel. Fuel. So God, I want to be where you are. But how will I make the decisions I need to get there without fuel? Let me repeat that question. I want to be where you are. But how will I make the decisions I need to get there? You want to be where God is. But how you make the decisions you need to get there, okay, without fuel. Because your soul is your decision-making engine, okay? So how will your soul, how will your soul be able to make those decisions without fuel? Someone else will be making those decisions for you. And if they continue that way, you may not get where you want it to. Or you may not get there at the time you were meant to. And so I have something that is greater than life itself. Do you know you have something that is greater than life itself? How does it make you feel? Verse 3 says, your failing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. Verse 4, I will praise you as long as I live. Lifting up my hands to you in prayer. So having something greater than life itself, how does it make you feel? Praiseful or hateful? You tell me. And this is a message for me as well. There's so much on the inside of us that is yet to be unlocked. Sometimes we take it for granted. Sometimes we feel like it's not enough. How does it make you feel? How do you feel about everything I have said today? How do you feel in your dry and weary land? How does it feel knowing that where you are, if you allow it and look back, does it look like your decisions were influenced by someone else? How can you change that going forward? Have you been in the sanctuary of God and seen his glory? And did you stop there? Did you praise his name? When you receive that gift, that reward of salvation, or did you keep it to yourself and feel like you worked for that? No. Our title today for the I Am series was I Am Longing. And I read out to you a definition that longing is a strong feeling of need or desire for someone or something. Do you feel like you need God? Because society makes you feel like you may not always need him. But over the past few weeks, I have realized that I need him at every step of the way, every level. 
God, I need you. God, I need you to help me understand this. God, I need you to show me the light and the reason why you have brought me here. God, I need you to fill up that thirst inside my soul. God, I need you to wipe these tears away. God, I need you. I need you to show me what I need to do and why. And a longing isn't just a feeling of need. It's a strong feeling of need. When we need things, where do we go? Do we scroll through our phone, Instagram, TikTok, even WhatsApp, Snapchat? When we have this strong feeling inside of us that we are in need of someone or something, who do you go to? How can we make it look that we are longing for God? I feel like, just like David, earnestly search for God. That's one. No, the first point is, know who he is speaking to. Because he called him, oh God, you are my God. He longed for it. Because he knew that he is his God. God, you are my God. You are my Jesus. You are mine. You are mine and you will forever be mine. Why? Because I am yours. He is my first love. And then after that, you go ahead and earnestly search for him. Don't search for him in the places where you usually search for, um, how do I say it? Okay, when we need some advice, we go to Google sometimes. Um... Because it has the answers. Well, at least it has most of the answers. And it's so easy sometimes to get information from Google to do that assignment or something. So for me, as Christians, I feel like the place that holds all the answers is the Bible. It is his word. He said we should hold him at his word. So as you're earnestly searching for him, don't search for him in the huge places or on the huge billboard or I don't know. I don't know where you would usually go to search for like all these huge things. But we need to go to this Bible, okay? Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. This Bible is the word of Jesus. It is Jesus. And then you allow. That's that's point one and two. So point three now. You have to shift your thirst. Away from the things like you usually thirst for. Satisfying your hunger. I mean, physical hunger, like chips and burgers or something. I don't know. Whatever you eat. And I don't mean, like, your desire to get this bag or to get, um, I don't know, the prettiest Bible or highlighters or whatever. You need to care about what your soul thirsts for. Because your soul is the inner life. Of a human being. 
there is something going on inside of your soul. We know how to take care of our body sometimes. So concerned about how our spirit is. Please don't discard your soul. And who satisfies your soul? God. And you need to long for him. Even in the parched and weary land. Even in the places where it feels like there are no answers. And even in places where it feels like nothing you do is working. Or no one around you is working with you. Because you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. It says, it says in verse 3 and 4 about how we praise God. Because your praise is a good thing. Your praise is a beautiful thing. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. I love praise and worship. I love it. And today I learned from the verse of the day in my version Bible app. I'm going to go ahead and read that to you. It's in the book of Isaiah. Book of Isaiah. I think it was chapter 25. I think. Come on. Let me check. Yes. So Isaiah 25 verse 1. Oh Lord, you are my God. Look at my God again. And it says, I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Your faithfulness is great. Okay? So praise God. Praise him from the depths of your heart and your soul. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Your soul is a precious thing. Please don't hand it out to any man. Okay? And in verse 5, it says, You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Because God wants us to rejoice in every season. Be thankful in all circumstances. For that is the will of God for us. He satisfies us more than the richest feast. And they go on telling us all the nutritional facts about this food. Bring God. God, you satisfy me. You have, and you are everything I need and everything I should be. So why should I let the world tell me? Verse 6, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. What are you thinking about? (laughs) and recognize that it says you meditate on him in the night obviously the night is your dark place replace that fear with praise replace that fear with meditation of who God is and what he has done for you verse 7 because you are my helper I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings peace and protection under his wings. Verse A, I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. Holds you. So what do you have to do? You have to cling to that. You need to hold it tightly. 
hold on to the revelation you received at the beginning. You see even more of that. Why? Because his strong right hand is going to hold you. He's still holding you. He's holding me. He's holding us. Then he goes on to say, but those plotting to destroy you will come to ruin. They will go down into the depths of the earth. They will die by the sword and become the food of jackals. Your enemies must surely go down in the name of Jesus Christ, whether they like it or not. For it has been revealed in the word. And the grass may fade, the flowers may wither, but the word of God stands firm forever. So don't let the devil try to trick you into thinking you're going to be defeated. For Jesus has won your victory and my victory. And he is my victory. Amen. And finally in the last verse, verse 11. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear to tell the truth will praise him. But the king will rejoice in God. You are a king, you are a queen, daughter of God most high. So the king will rejoice in God. No matter the high place that you have found yourself, places of authority, older brother, older sister, leader of the youth group, can you rejoice in God? Yes, so you will. That word will implies future tense. It's a continuous thing. You will grow into it. And then it says, all who swear to tell the truth will praise him. Praise him. Can you praise him? Praise him. <laughs> so if you swear to tell the truth, you will praise him. But guess what? While liars will be silenced. That is the closing line of this chapter. Liars will be silenced. Can you tell the truth to God? Tell him the truth. He wants to hear the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So if you swear to tell the truth, you continue to tell the truth, live by the truth, you will praise him. But liars will be silenced. Give it time and you will see. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Okay? Yeah, we need to close with closing prayer. I hope you have learned it so much because I have, I have been touched. This has been quite a week quite a week let's give a hand of applause for jesus god you satisfy me okay so closing prayer Lord god we thank you for today we thank you for your grace thank you for being <laughs> excuse me thank you for being our satisfaction thank you for being the one who holds our right hand so securely God, I pray that no matter where we find ourselves, may our souls thirst for you. May we earnestly search for you. I pray, oh God, for you, you said that what we seek, we will find. May we find and receive you, God, as our own as our Father, for your faithfulness is great. I thank you, and I pray for whoever is listening to me at this time, that you will touch your heart. Bless them with more in this new month. I pray that you increase them with newness. Refresh your soul and refresh and restore mine as well. Thank you for today, O oh God of our salvation. For what God cannot do does not exist. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great week. Happy new month. Bye, everyone. God bless you. <laughs>